Well, good morning, fellowship. Would you guys stand with us as we sing? Praise our King today. Sing this with me. There's peace. There's peace that outlasts darkness and hope that's in the blood. There's future grace that's mine today. That Jesus Christ has won, so I can face tomorrow. Sing it out for tomorrow's in your hands. And all I
Good morning, fellowship. You guys grab a seat. We are so glad that you have joined us this morning for the corporate worship expression of Fellowship Rogers, and we have a great day in store for you. Hey, if you're new to fellowship, you may even be new to Northwest Arkansas. You just got feet on the ground and you've moved here for work or for family. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to know your name. We'd love to hear about your family. And so an easy way to do that is just to come out into the foyer, right in the middle, there's a central booth, and just introduce yourself to us. We might get some information to call you and grab a cup of coffee and hear about your family. Hey, adults, we've got some great things going on. Um, first is we have great marriage ministries here at Fellowship. In fact, our re-engage team is going to be out in the foyer today. If you'd love to hear more about re-engage, which is designed to enrich your marriage, maybe even offer you some skills to handle that delicate relationship, uh, they're out there and we're launching re-engage this fall on August 27th. So if you and your spouse have never taken a time to jump into that, then, then jump in. Secondly, adults, if you're a community group leader, then on August 20th, we have a meeting for you to give you all the details about this fall. And so we'd love for you to come to the Family Center, either at the nine o'clock service or the 1030 service, and, and let us love on you, uh, say we're grateful for you, and equip you for this fall. And then lastly, this Tuesday night, August 8th, um, our Grief Share class launches. So if you've lost someone in the last few months, the last few years, or even a long time ago, and you'd love to process that with some others that are in that same situation, Grief Share is for you. You can go to fellowshiprogers.org forward slash care, and you can sign up there. Good morning, Amy Nizza. Good morning, Sam. I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, you may have noticed, but Fellowship Student Ministries is in the house this morning. Adults, aren't we glad that they're here? So once a month, Fellowship Student Ministry is going to be joining us, and you've been on staff with FSM for eight years? A long time. Many, many years. And you just got married. I did. Are you eight going, weeks ago. Are you almost going, as many times as I've been on staff. Are y'all going to re-engage yet? Uh, we decided to wait. We're experts on marriage, so we thought we'd wait a little yeah. bit. Hey, tell us what's going on in Family Ministries, Amy. Yes, so next Sunday, August 13th, is our promotion Sundays for all ages, birth through high school. So based on your fall grade, you may have a meeting like location change. So it might change your routine a little bit. So for us, for ninth graders, you're going to start going to the 1030 FSM service with all ninth through 12th graders. Upcoming 7th graders, you're going to not go to the 6th grade room anymore. You're going to go to 7th grade ministry FSM at the 9 o'clock service. And we're so excited to see you guys there. If you're in elementary ministry and you have a question or you don't know like where your meeting location will be, uh, you can look at the fellowship website or talk to an elementary staff person. So afterwards. this is kind of like parents be on alert. You're going to yes, be we're... going to a different classroom if you don't know where that's at see the elementary or early childhood ministry out at the booth. Yes, but we also have another really exciting yes, thing that's so happening. Yes, so Labor Day weekend is coming, and as is tradition here at Fellowship, student ministry, high school students are going on fall retreat. We are. We're going to New Life Ranch, September 2nd through 4th, and that's for all 9th through 12th graders. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of cell group time. We're going to worship together. We're going to grow in our discipleship to Jesus together. And sign-ups are open for that next Sunday, August 13th. So 9th through 12th graders, please come see us out there. Yes. So parents, if you'd love for your students to get involved in our 9th through 12th grade ministry, sign them up for that retreat. 
And we also have something very special going on this morning is that we have baptisms and Delaney, Delaney, you gotta wait till we baptize you. You can't just yeah. She's so excited she did a cannonball. And so, hey, Miss Abby, will you tell us about Delaney and you and Chance take it from here? Well, Delaney's eagerness is just, uh, that was just perfect because Delaney goes all in for everything right. that she does. She is always all in. Um, I have had the privilege of knowing Delaney since she was in the 10th grade and getting to walk with her through some of high school as she was in FSM, but it really wasn't until recently um, when Delaney graduated that, that we have come back together and have gotten to see her um, just grow in the Lord. There have been some difficult circumstances in life, and through all of it, um, she has just run to Jesus, and it has been so sweet to see the way that through some really hard things, she has has chosen um, to chase after him just headlong. And like I said, Delaney goes all in. So when she is committed, she is committed, and it is a thing of beauty to see. And Delaney, I am so proud of you. I'm so excited to see this. And when I think about baptism, but especially when I think about you, uh, the scripture that comes to my mind always is from Paul. He, he's speaking to the church of Philippi in Philippians 1, and he says that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it to completion at the day of Christ. And I just think that is a perfect picture of your story and a perfect picture of what Christ is doing in and through you and for you. And I'm just so excited to see what he continues to do. Well, sweet. Delaney, based on your profession of faith, do you, will you follow Jesus all the days of your life? Awesome. Well, then I baptize you, my sister, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, raised to, <laughs> buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk in the newness of life. I get to introduce my friend, Hannah Wilkinson. She's an upcoming eighth grade Springdo girl, and I'm so delighted for you guys to get to meet her. I've known you, Hannah, for many years now, and your family, and you guys have been one of the greatest blessings in my life, and it's been a joy to get to watch you grow in the Lord and want to know Jesus. I'm really proud of you, and also your cell group is so proud of you. Turn and look at them. They so love you, and you are such an impact on your cell group, on your family, and on me, and now... I'm going to hand it over to your dad, and I know he's even more excited um, for this day, even than I am. So we're, we're pretty excited. Hey, uh, there we go. God is awesome, and it's been probably about a year now that Hannah's been wanting to be baptized, really just to share that the Lord's changing her relationship day by day, and, you know, we got to spend some time this week talking about the gospel, uh, what Christ is doing in her life, what baptism means, and honestly, it's just a celebration she's wanting to share with all of y'all that God is changing her, and it's pretty awesome. So today, we're excited, and I'm going to ask you, Hannah, is it your testimony before everyone here that you want to follow Jesus Christ all the days of your life as your Lord and Savior and King? Yes. All right. Well, it is my honor in the name of Jesus Christ to baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Okay. Buried with Christ in baptism.
I used to walk in the newness of life. Well, that's amazing, and that's worthy of celebration this morning, is that we can say with confidence that we are a part of God's family, that these words on the screen that Paul wrote in Ephesians, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers if you're in Christ in this room. And our two sisters that got baptized today, those words don't apply to them anymore. They feel alone, rejected, outcast. Those words don't belong in the family of God. But he actually says, they're fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. That's a promise. That's something. Yeah. That we can say that we're a member of God's family, that God looks at us and says, no, not, not mistake, not failure, not accident, not loser, not rejected, not outcast. He says, son and daughter. That's profound. But I love what he continues to say. He says that this house, this family, was built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets but Christ Jesus himself is the chief cornerstone. And what Paul doesn't say is he doesn't just say that what Jesus did on the cross is the cornerstone. And he doesn't just say that it's this idea of God as a theory or we all come together. He doesn't say that either. He says Christ Jesus himself. And so the idea here is that Jesus is personally, intimately holding this family together. And not only that, but he's holding me together. And so every single thing that I'm walking into this room with today, I know that Jesus Christ is my cornerstone. He's my foundation. And let's all praise God today that this service and our lives don't rely on us. They don't rely on me or on Sam or on anybody because Jesus himself is the chief cornerstone. Now, the words consistent and faithful, steadfast, for those of you in the room who know me, those are not usually words that people apply to me because I'm a pretty anxious person. I'm pretty insecure and I struggle a lot with anger. And so if this service were up to me today, we'd be toast. I'd say, let's just get out of here, but minimize the damage. But it's not up to me. And I can actually come to Jesus today with my weakness and say, Jesus, I'm nervous, I'm scared. I don't feel like I, I can do a good job if it was by myself. Will you be the rock today? Jesus, I'm struggling in my marriage. Will you, will you be the rock for me? Jesus, my business is failing and I'm, I'm not sure what to do and we're trying to make ends meet. I, I don't know what to do. Will you be my cornerstone? And the answer is yes, a thousand times over because Jesus doesn't fail. He doesn't leave, he doesn't abandon us. So what I'd love for us to do this morning as we continue to worship is thank God that Jesus is this kind of God for us, that he's faithful, that he's consistent. And if we set our feet on him, we're in firm foundation, that we won't fall, we won't stumble, we won't fail because he never fails. And so this is the God we praise the God who has joined us together in family and has given us a firm place to stand. And so we're gonna worship this cornerstone and give thanks to him. So if you guys would, let's stand and sing together.
hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I cannot trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name.
firm foundation. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Cause He's never let me down. He's faithful through generation. So why would He fail now? He won't. I've still got joy. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Cause I'll put my life on Jesus. He's
Bible Church, and we exist to glorify God. We are a community of believers led by the Spirit, and we are under the authority of God's Word. And we strive daily to know and to express the authentic Christ. Our primary focus is loving the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all of our strength, and we are on a mission to love people well, because we believe that all people matter to God, because they're created in his image, and therefore are worthy of service. We gather together corporately once a week for worship, 
And then we scatter all across northwest Arkansas to, to meet in small groups where we love and support and challenge one another to live for Christ. We walk in humility, we love extravagantly, and we give generously. And we highly value a good life change story. Our hope and our prayer is that we would change the very heart and soul of Northwest Arkansas and the world. Today we begin a new series entitled Church Defined. Over the next five weeks, we're gonna take a deep dive and look at what the scriptures have to say about church, what the church is, what the church is called to be, what the church is called to do. And simultaneously, we're gonna take a peek under the hood of our church, Fellowship Rogers, and see how this stuff works its way out around here. This is our fall launch series. This is designed to fire up the core and it's designed to inform or educate those of you who are new around here. And by the end of these few weeks studying the church, it's, it's our hope that you would understand who we are, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. So each week, we're gonna study some scripture, we're gonna talk some philosophy of ministry and some church strategy. So this series is actually gonna call upon us to think theologically. And when we think theologically about the church, we're actually practicing the discipline, the theological discipline of ecclesiology. So are you ready to be theologians? Hey, let's start with a fill in the blank. You can't get this one wrong. For you, what would you put in the blank? The church is, think about it. What descriptor would you put in the blank? For you, from your personal experience or perspective, how would you answer? What, what would you say? And for some of you, the answer might be positive. And for others of you, it might be more critical or Negative, what would you say? Some might say the church is home. Others might say the church is imperfect. Some might say the church is irrelevant. While others might say that the church is beautiful. Some might say the church is boring. It's not that funny. <laughs> I was expecting more of a, nah, y'all are great. Some might say the church is hurtful. Some might say it's life-giving. Others might say it's narrow-minded. Some might say the church is family. What is the church? This is the question that we want to answer this morning. How would we define that word or that concept and I want you to leave here today with an answer to this simple question, what is the church? And so I'm gonna give you a definition. And then we're gonna build on that definition over the next few weeks. We're gonna add the purpose of the church. Then we're gonna add the functions of the church. Then we're gonna add the strategy of the church. But before I tell you what I believe the church is, let me tell you what the church is not. First, the church is not merely a building. The church is more than a place or just a physical structure. In fact, I think you can have a building. You could have, even have a building with a sanctuary, with a steeple, with a cross on the top of it and still not have a true 
biblical church. Also, the church is not only a service. The church is more than a meeting with a liturgy, with an hour of of teaching and prayer and offering and singing. And the church is not a business. The church is not about the balance sheet or the, the bylaws or the organizational structure. It's much more than that. And the church is not a denomination. It's more than being a Baptist or a Presbyterian or a Lutheran or a Methodist or a Catholic or a non-denominational expression. It's more than that. And the church is not a political action committee. The church is certainly not an arm of any political candidate or party. We'll need to remember that over the next 24 months. And the church is not a social club. This is not a place to network. Put your business cards away. It's not a place just to mingle or to hobnob or make friends. So what is the church? The church is people. We don't go to church. We are the church. The church is a community of Christ followers which are intentionally organized to fulfill the mission assigned to them by the Lord. Now, most of the New Testament was written in the ancient Greek language. And when you see the word in your English translation Bible, church, it actually is coming from an ancient Greek word, ekklesia. And in the Greek language, the word ekklesia meant to assemble or to gather. That's how we got the name church. When the earliest Christ followers began to unite, when they began to meet together, when they began to assemble under the banner of Jesus, they were called in Greek the ecclesia, the gathered group, the assembled group. They were gathering in the name of the Lord. So Simply, the church is a community of people who know and follow the Savior. In fact, ecclesia is where we get that theological term I gave you earlier of ecclesiology. So here would be a working definition of the church. The church is a community of believers led by the Spirit. It's a divinely created community, this was God's idea, who is under the leadership of the Lord. It's a body of believers, a a people united to worship and follow Jesus. The church is an organized community that seeks to fulfill the purposes and the plans of the living God. And it is a communal expression. It cannot be fully realized individually. I love what theologian Justin Taylor said about the church. He said that God has established his church as an alternative society. Not to compete with this world, but rather to offer a home to those who realize the homelessness of life in this world without him. Isn't that nice? The church is a new community. It's a new family. It's a home for those of us who are believers in Christ. Therefore, we are actually citizens of heaven who temporarily reside on earth. Now, 
In addition to the definition of church, community of believers led by the Spirit, I would also like to add some pictures of the church, some images, if you will. The scriptures give us several metaphors to help us understand the nature and identity of the church. Let me share a few with you first. The church is called the bride of Christ. Ephesians chapter five speaks of it. It's talking about marriage. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. But then it says something else. This is a profound mystery, but I am actually talking about Christ and the church. The scriptures portray Christ as the bridegroom and us, the church, the ecclesia, the community of believers, the assembled under the banner of Jesus, his bride. Now I want you just to think about you being the bride of Christ. You are the beloved of the living God. You are the focus of his heart, the object of his pursuit and service. He is like a husband who was willing to sacrifice his very life for the good of his bride. It also portrays the relationship between the church and the bridegroom, Christ, as an intimate one, that they will become one in marriage. It's the most intimate earthly relationship. And that's what our relationship is like as the church to the Lord. We are intimately one with him, just as the husband and wife are one. And this metaphor, it actually points to the future. There's actually a, a, a real life visual image there that just as the bridegroom waits at the end of the aisle for his bride to come to him, right now, Jesus is waiting for you, the church. Where? at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And one day in the end, in the eschaton, you, we, the bride of Christ, will walk that aisle to our groom. Is that awesome or what? We are a people in waiting, just like the bride, right before the ceremony. Next, the church is called the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about it, that each one of you is a part of his body. In this metaphor, the church as a whole is likened to a human body with the members of the church being different parts of the body. Some of you are like ears. And other of you are like eyes. Some are like hands. Others like feet. Each is different, but all are necessary. And of course, who is the head of the body? Jesus Christ. Another metaphor, the church is called the family of God. In Galatians chapter 6, it says, Let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Through our shared faith, through our belief in Jesus, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. In fact, the baptisms that we had with Delaney and Hannah this morning, we were introducing them into the family of God. We are brothers and sisters. And God is our loving father and we belong to his heavenly family. A fourth metaphor would be that the church is actually called the household or the house of God. Ty shared this passage with you earlier. That you are no longer, to con you are no longer foreigners and strangers in this world. You're fellow citizens with God's people and members of his what? 
his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus being the cornerstone, the whole building's joined together and rises to become the temple of God. We are being built together. We are likened to a structure, to a building, to a temple, if you will, built on God's foundation of truth, existing for his glory. Christ is the cornerstone. We are the temple indwelled by the very living God himself. What beautiful and meaningful pictures or images or metaphors we have from the scriptures about the church. We're the bride. We're the body of Christ. We're the family. We're the household of God. Hey, can I show you my favorite scriptural passage on church? Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, we have a very descriptive passage, a detailed description of the first church, the early church. Let me, let me read it to you. Acts chapter 2, we'll look at six verses, 42 to 47. In describing the early church, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, the first part of Acts chapter 2 describes the birthday of the church. It's called the day of Pentecost. It's the day that the promised Holy Spirit fell on those who believed in Christ. But these last six verses, the chapter closes with a description of everyday life for the early church. We have this detailed description of who the church was and how they went about living it out. So here's what I want you to do. Let's do some Bible study together this morning. I want you to take a look at the passage and I want you to read back through it and I want you to answer a simple question. What do you see? Like, what do you see about the church's identity, their being? What do you see that the church is doing? I'll give you just a few moments. Take a look at the passage, make some observations. What do you see? What jumps out at you about the early church? What do you see? Okay, we've got fellowship student ministry in the house, and I did student ministry for 12 years, so I'm going back. Here's what I would do if I was in FSM today. I'd say, turn to your neighbor. Uh-oh. Turn to your neighbor, and I want you to share one or two observations that you saw from the passage. If you're an extreme introvert, excused. <laughs> turn to your neighbor. We should hear murmuring. What do you see in the passage?
What do you see? All right, I hear the murmuring dying down. Was that awkward? <laughs> How many of you vote I should do that again in the future? How many of you say, please don't do that, I'll go to another church? Raise your hand. I I'll share four things that I see. So these aren't all the things that are in there. It doesn't mean they're the right things, but I'll show you four things that I see. I see a lot of devotion in the passage. And the first thing I see is that they were devoted to the word. It's the first line. It says, they devoted themselves to what? The apostles' teaching. The early church committed themselves to the authoritative scriptures. This community of Christ's followers placed themselves under the authority of the revealed will and word of God as spoken through the apostles. They were, not no, they were not devoted to their brand or their denomination or their pastor or their strategy or their board of directors. They were devoted to what? The scriptures, the revealed will of God. And I think this is a great reminder for us as a church we are a people devoted to the will of God as revealed through the word of God. We are under the authority of the scriptures. Sometimes I'll have people ask me, hey, what does fellowship think about this? And I correct them and say, who cares what fellowship thinks? What does the Bible say about that? Amen? We are devoted to the word of God. It's so important to us to read and hear and study and trust and obey God's word. It's such a core passion for us at the church. We actually put the word in our name. We are fellowship, what? Bible church. We are people of the book. And I love that we mirror that in the early church. By the way, our normal mode of operation is we're gonna take a book of the Bible. We're gonna teach it to you verse by verse and we're headed there. In just a few weeks, we're gonna open up our fall study on the New Testament epistle of Philippians. Oh, it's gonna be epic. I can't wait. Second observation. They were devoted to community. See, they were not only devoted to the apostles' teaching, but also to the fellowship, the, the koinonia. It says that all the believers were together and they had everything in common. There was this beautiful sense of unity and harmony, a friendship, and camaraderie amongst them. And there was also an extravagant spirit of generosity as they helped those who were in need. And they regularly gathered in small groups for shared meals. And while they enjoyed the presence of God together, they all also experienced the favor of the people or one another. So there was this joy and, and gladness and there were full hearts. This is one of our passion points as a church. We want to develop authentic and loving community. We want our church to be a place where you can be known and where you can know others. Because we all need people in our lives who will rejoice when we rejoice and who will mourn when we mourn. And this is the whole purpose. This is behind our strategy of us being a small groups church. Fellowship Rogers is not a church with small groups. We are a church of small groups. That's why we gather in homes where we share a meal, where we study the scriptures, where we pray. We are attempting to foster this kind of harmony and unity and purpose and friendships. And in just a few weeks, 
We're gonna open up signups for those of you who are not in a small group or a cell group, who are not, or who have maybe dropped out over the years to re-engage and give it another try. So they were devoted to the word. They were devoted to community and they were devoted to worship. The community of believers, the ecclesia is a worshiping community. And so they met regularly in the temple courts. They went to church where they would have worship and teaching. So there were large group gatherings to accompany those home-based gatherings. And they observed communion. They broke bread together and spent time in prayer. And they were praising God and they were filled with awe and wonder. And that's what we want to be as well. We are a worshiping community. We want to be fueled by uh, prayer and praise. That's why we gather here on Sundays. We come to be filled up and then we scatter all across Northwest Arkansas to go express Christ where we live, work, and play. Our last observation would be that they were devoted to the mission. The early church was committed to the proclamation of the gospel. They were sharing the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection, and they added to their number. How often? These people were evangelistic animals. They were sharing Christ where they lived, where they worked, with their neighbors, and people were coming to faith. This was a church committed to evangelism. And so are we. Our church has a burden for people who are far from God, who live life without Jesus. And when I think about our community, Northwest Arkansas, I believe that we are primed for outreach. We are primed for evangelism because we have new families moving here each day, each week from all over the nation, and I don't know if you've noticed, from all over the world. And these are people who need love, who need community, who need truth, who need friendship, who need wisdom. So what an opportunity for you to bake a loaf of bread and go love on that family that's got a U-Haul that just pulled in last week, right? And I also love where we're at at Fellowship Rogers because if you look around, we've got empty seats. And for those of you who have been around fellowship for a long time ago, we used to have fistfights over this. There weren't always empty seats here, but because we have a campus in Fayetteville and now we have a campus in Bentonville, it's given us some room to grow here. And so, man, let's be on mission and bring people here to be loved on and to hear about Jesus. Okay, let's bring it all together. We're trying to answer a, a question here. The question is simply... What is the church? And the answer comes through our definition. The church is a community of believers led by the Spirit. And we got four images, the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, the family of God, the household of God. But then we added to that four things the church was devoted to. They were devoted to the word. They were devoted to community. They were devoted to worship. And they were devoted to the mission. So here's how I would close. Are you a member of it? Are you a vital, active participant in your church? And in order to answer that question, it's a little more complicated than you might think. I'm gonna add one more layer of ecclesiology onto the talk. Can I do that? Can you, can y'all, students, can we handle one more thing? When you think of the church, think of the church universal and the church local, okay? 
When we think of the church universal, we're talking about the global body of Christ that exists all over the world. And if you're a believer in Jesus, you're a part of that. When we think of local church, we're talking about this one. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? The church has a global expression. It has a local expression. All right? Are you a member of the church? But let's talk universal first. How do you become a member of the universal church? Well, that's simple. Repent of your sins and believe in Jesus. That's what unites us with believers all around the world is that we share that in common. And this would be a good application point for you right now. Have you been going to church or are you a part of the church? Are you a part of the family of God? United in faith and belief in the one that was sent. Do you have a personal testimony? I once was lost, but now I'm what? Found. Is that your story? If so, you're a part of the global church, the universal body of Christ. If not, man, why did God bring you here today? Maybe he brought you here to give you an invitation to be a part of his family. How do you do that? You ask for forgiveness for the things you've done wrong and you believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus given on your behalf. Well, how do you be a member of the local church? Well, here at Fellowship Rogers, we actually have a, a formal membership process. It's called Discover. It launches on September 10th. So if you've been here for one month or you've been here for 13 years, which I think might be our record, and you're finally ready to become a member, why don't you join us in Discover? Registration is open right now. And I think that's really important. But here's what I want for all of us, whether you're a member formally or not, that you would be actively participating in the life of our church. And I think that looks like three things, that we would worship consistently shoulder to shoulder, that we would know and be known by others in the context of a small group, face to face, and then that we wouldn't just be consumers, but we would be contributors serving arm and arm. We invite you to join us. Hey, would you stand with me? And I want us to confess a prayer. I want us to close today by reciting the Lord's Prayer. This prayer has been confessed by the church for thousands of years, and today we connect our hearts and our voices to those who have believed in the past and those who believe around the world when we say these words. And I thought it might be poignant to go old school. King James, would you say this with me? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Jesus, in the morning that you rose. and under the authority of God's word. And we are on a mission to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love others well. And we would like to invite you to join us. Hey, if you wanna get plugged into our church, just go out in the foyer. We've got great ways to plug you into a small group, plug you into serving, taking care of your children. Fellowship, we love you. If you need prayer today, we've got the Thompsons in the prayer room. They would love to pray you. Students, thanks for being with us today. We love you guys. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.